Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Check us out at comicweb.com. The Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. You can find them on our website or just type Comic Web into iTunes and they should pop up. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! And now, Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed, who came to Earth from the planet Krypton, possessed of physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for the Daily Planet, a great metropolitan newspaper. As you remember, Kent and Lois Lane were faced with solving the baffling mystery of the disappearance of a special armored freight car, bearing $5 million in gold to the Metropolis Bank. Kent, as Superman flew along the route traveled by the freight car, but found no clues. Nothing but a large emerald that had apparently fallen out of someone's ring. Meanwhile, danger threatens Lois at the railroad terminal in Metropolis. As our story opens today, two tough characters who have been watching her as she questioned various railroad employees are plotting serious harm. Listen. Oh, there you are, Crumb. Did you telephone the boss? Yeah, he says to get rid of those two reporters who've been asking questions of everybody. Jay Trump, I don't know. I don't see why we have to kill anybody just because they're asking questions. Well, the boss thinks people who ask too many questions now may find out some embarrassing answers later on. Oh. He believes in getting rid of them right away. Uh-huh. Hey. Yes? I just see the girl. What happened to the fellow who was with her? I, I left him in the crowd, Crumb. We can pick him up later. Uh, what's she going to do with the girl? Well, I figured that out on my way over here. Yeah. Now, this is what we'll do. The 941 is due in on track six in just a few minutes. Uh-huh. Now, I'll manage to get the girl over to the platform at track six. We'll stand there talking. <laughs> you come up behind us. And just as the 941 comes in, you shove her in front of it. Get me? Yeah, yeah I get you. When the 941 comes in, I shove her in front of it. Yeah. You'd better tell me all you do know, miss. Then maybe I can tell you a few things you don't know. Well, I know that a freight car, especially armored and carrying five guards, vanished mysteriously on the way here from Bolton. Yeah, I know that. The car was carrying $5 million in gold from the Metropolis National Bank. Uh-huh. Now, although that freight car was still attached to the train at Bolton, when the train arrived here this morning, the car had completely disappeared. Uh-huh. What amazes me is... Oh, here comes the 941 now. Say, don't you think we're standing a little too close to the edge of the platform? We'd better step back. Oh, no, no, I don't think we're too close. Well, I think we'd better step back anyway. It always frightens me a little to be too close. As the 941 puffs its way into the station on track six, the man called Lispy edges closer and closer to Lois, waiting for the right moment to push her in front of the oncoming locomotive. Meanwhile, Clark Kent, returned from Bolton, enters the terminal and begins to look for Lois. Still be here in the station because I haven't been gone long. I... Oh, there she is at the other end of this platform, talking to some man. I'd better go down. And... 
wait. That man coming up behind him. Something funny about him. I wonder... Oh, he's pushed around the track in front of this train. This is a job for Superman. I'll grab the last car and hold the train back. Here now. There, that does it. The platform hides me completely. With my feet dug into the railroad ties, I can hold this train back as long as necessary. Ah. The engineer has applied the brake. My work is done. You're just bruised a little. Anybody get the guy who pushed you? Oh, happened so quickly, no one had a chance to grab him. He got away in the crowd. Well, I'll tell you one thing. She's lucky to be alive. How uh, the engineer brought that train to a stop so quickly is beyond me. Yes, sir. And so, once again, unknown to Lois Lane, Clark Kent, as Superman, is the instrument of saving her from death. Later in the day, when Lois has recovered from the shock of her experience, she and Kent are sent by Editor White to the Metropolis National Bank, there to cover the story of a meeting between Inspector Neely of the police and Reginald Van Doren, president of the bank. Listen. You make yourself comfortable. Uh, Mr. Kent, you may sit here. Miss Lane over there. Inspector over here. Thank you. Inspector, you can well realize this has been the most harrowing day of my life. That freight car is not found and the $5 million recovered, this bank may have to close its doors. Well, the bank has reserves, hasn't it, Mr. Van Doren? Oh, yes, Mr. Kent. We have another $2 million. Last resort, I may have to have that brought on here to cover my deposit. Uh, Mr. Van Doren, would you mind giving me all the details as to that gold shipment, the number of gold bricks, the numbers on them, and all the rest of it? Glad to, Inspector. My secretary, Mr. Fortune, has those figures. Fine. Yes, Mr. Van Doren? Uh, Fortune, bring in the figures on the gold shipment, please. Certainly, sir. Why, that's an odd name, Mr. Fortune. Quite appropriate for the secretary of a banker. Yes, sir. Fortune's been with me many years invaluable man. As a matter of fact, I presented him not long ago with a, well, a sort of token of the bank's esteem and gratitude for his years of service. Oh, did you? Yes, a rather unusual ring containing one of the largest emeralds I've ever seen. A large emerald? Yes. Well, you seem interested, Mr. Kent. I'll ask Fortune to show it to you. Here he is now. The figures you wanted, Mr. Vendorn. Thank you. Oh, uh, Fortune, I see you're not wearing your ring, uh, one the bank gave you some time ago. No, sir, I... Uh... And Mr. Kent here wanted to see it. He's interested in precious stones. Do you have it with you? Uh, no, sir, I, I have You usually wear it all the time. What is uh, Mr. Van Doren, I was hoping I wouldn't have to tell you. The truth is, sir, I've lost the emerald. You... You what? Yes, sir. Must have worked loose in the ring and fallen out. And I'm going to put an ad in the paper, sir. I don't think that would be necessary, Mr. Fortune. Professor? This must be the emerald you lost. Why, Where did you get that beautiful emerald? Why, I, uh, I picked it up at the, uh, uh, railroad terminal this morning. You must have been down at the terminal, Fortune. Uh, yes, yes, I was. Are you sure of that, Fortune? I thought you told me you'd spent the morning here at the office. Well, I, I did, except for a short time. I went down to see the shipment come in. Mr. Kent, I don't know how to thank you. Oh, glad to be able to return it to you. You, you're sure you found it at the terminal, Mr. Kent? Could you have lost it anywhere else? Why, no, I don't think it. You asked that question in a sort of peculiar way, Mr. Kent. Not at all, Mr. Fortune. I just thought I'd ask. You see, it's a reporter's job to ask questions. And funny thing, he usually gets the right answer. Yes, who is it? It's me, Lucy Fortune. Oh. I've got to talk to the boss right away. Okay, come in. I'll take you right up. What's wrong? I think someone's on to me. A reporter named Clark Kent. Kent? That guy again? You know him? Yeah. 
Me and Crum is down at the terminal this morning. We decide Kent and the dame that's with him are asking too many questions. So we make up our minds to bump them off. Well? Well, we push the dame in front of a train. And all of a sudden, the whole train stops like, like somebody was holding it back. It was amazing. The engineer must have applied his brakes hard. What about the man Kent? Well, that's funny, Fortune. He never even showed up. Well, come on, let's go in. I'll signal the boss if you want to talk to him. Uh, Fortune is here, boss. He wants to talk to you. Ah, Fortune, I'm glad you've come. I wanted to compliment you on today's work. Had it not been for the information with which you supplied us, we could never have succeeded today in making that freight car vanish. I still don't know how you did it, but that isn't what I've come to talk about. Oh? Uh-huh. You remember that emerald ring of mine? Very well. Well, I lost the emerald out of it. I had a feeling I lost it the other day when I was doing that job you wanted done out along the railroad track. Between here and Bolton, yes. Well, a certain reporter named Clark Kent produced the emerald today in Van Doren's office. He said he found it in the railroad terminal. But I know he didn't because I haven't been near the terminal. And using Kent's inspection, eh? Yeah. Very well. We must rid ourselves of Mr. Kent. Watch him and the girl closely. The moment you find them in a place where they intend to remain for, let us say, half an hour or more, let me know immediately. I shall see that they are taken care of. Okay, boss. Hello, boss. This is Fortune. Listen, I've trailed Kent and Lois Lane to Sorrento's restaurant. I'm calling from it now. They're going to have dinner here, and it looks as if they'll be here for at least an hour. Good work, Fortune. I'll take care of everything from here on. What are you going to do? Ten seconds, Fortune. Ten seconds after those two leave the restaurant, our troubles will be over. But what are you going to do then? Hang up on me. Ten seconds, he said. Ten seconds after they leave the restaurant. And I'll just hang around and see what happens. Frankly, Clark, I don't see why you can't leave this entire mystery to the police. You're not a detective, you know. I don't have to keep throwing it up to me, Lois. No harm trying to solve the darn thing. Are you finished? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, then what do you say to taking in the movie, huh? Oh, that's a swell idea. Take our minds off disappearing freight cars and such anyway. <laughs> okay, then let's go. I'll pay the check and be right with you. Waiter! They're leaving now. Ten seconds after they step through that door to the street, it'll be all over. Ten seconds and Mr. Kent will never bother us again. Well, you all set, Lois? Wait a minute. Quite a gale blowing outside. I'd better wear this fur piece instead of carrying it. All right. Now let me help you. There. Thank you. All right, let's go. Taxi, sir. Taxi. No, no thanks. We'll walk. Ten seconds. Yes, ten seconds, the boss says. Ten seconds after Lois and Clark reach the street. What has the boss in store for our friends? What will happen within the next ten seconds? And by the way, have you solved the mystery of the vanished freight car? Then be sure to hear the next episode of our story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Superman.
Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. <laughs>